Welcome to The Realtor Lady. I'm Michelle Riplogle. Welcome to my podcast, The Realtor Lady. You're with Michelle Riplogle and my guest, Pam Samuelson, Miss Delaware. <laughs> you know, that park, this De Anza mobile home park gets so many phone calls. I think every realtor just gets how many millions of phone calls? I don't get they it. Hate me. <laughs> I, do. I just of your number now. <laughs> That's what everybody does. Just call Pam. They're like, Pam, how do you do it? And I just, I know how to filter. It takes time though. You know, your tagline and your signature of your email should be just call Pam. <laughs> yeah. Call Miss Delaware. Call Miss Delaware. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know the story, but maybe if you explain the, the park, the rent control, the lack of rent control and how that worked, then the park is a little easier to understand. So I think you should- yeah. Okay, so it's a very unique park. Years ago, I think it's been 23 or 24 years ago, there was rent control in that park. And at the time, those homes were worth probably about 350,000 and the space rents were about three, 350 a month. So very reasonable. The park sold, company from Chicago purchased it and the city of Santa Cruz fought viciously to keep the rent control. And the buyer had deeper pockets than we did, basically. And so we had to kind of throw up our hands in Santa Cruz and say, okay, we can't fight anymore. It was costing the city too much money. So what in turn happened is the new owners took over and they were able to determine what space rents they wanted to charge each homeowner. There's 200 spaces in the park. So that's what would happen. And after that change and that purchase, you couldn't give homes away in that park because people are like, $2,000 $2,000 a month for rent or $2,500 a month. That, that, that's, that's ludicrous. And homes really were worth nothing. And I really don't really know how long that went on for. I'm going to say four years, three or four years, maybe five years. Were people abandoning those homes? Were they just... Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But we have to remember, and I'm sorry, I didn't say this at the beginning, is this is an oceanfront park. Mm-hmm. I mean, and really to pay three fifty a month to be... Yeah, hello. Hello? Yeah. Hello, yeah. But that was 20 something years ago. So I always say if those homes had rent control now, there would be one and a half million dollar homes as a space rent was five or $600 a month. So you pay for it monthly rather than going in now. So that's why the prices are so cheap because the space rents are so high or higher, I should say. And it's kind of your bread and butter. Do you think those rents are fair or do you think that's just what they think they can get? I used to say they're not fair, but now because Santa Cruz is, it's, well, it's a resort town, we're on the coast and our monthly or our, our rents are so high in Santa Cruz and our home prices have gone up so much. It's almost making De Anza look like a pretty good deal. So where could you live so close to the ocean, literally hear the waves from your home in a three bedroom, two bath home for $3,000 a month. Now the home might've cost you $150,000 to purchase, but you know, that's not too much. And then if you pay $3,000 a month, where are you going to buy in Santa Cruz or where are you going to rent in Santa Cruz that close to the ocean with those amenities that park has to offer at that price? So it's becoming more and more reasonable or I, I can justify it more and people get it. So I get many inquiries a day where people are like, I had a call about an hour ago that goes, oh, is it on the market? So I go, yeah, he goes, well, we want to buy it. I said, well, hold on now. And there are certain websites that the public uses that don't 
disclose the monthly space rent that I disclose through the MLS. So I get a lot of calls. I have to filter them. So I, um, I think the rents now are easier. They're easier to justify for that reason. So, I mean, if you have 50,000, 30,000, it depends on what the price of the home to purchase, you can pay cash or you can get a loan and afford that space rent. It's a beautiful, wonderful community. Can you talk a little bit about the age? I always get a little confused about the age restrictions because they there's some of them are rented and they're clearly younger people. Yeah, so it's really a 55 plus community. So one resident, one owner has to be 55 years of age and any other permanent residents have to be 18 years of age or older. That's different. That's not it's totally different. But in addition to that, the park reserves 20% of the spaces, which is a total of 40, to be as young as 40 years old to purchase in the park instead of 55. And then any additional occupants have to be 18 years of age or older. So just in a nutshell, if most 55 plus communities, everybody has to be 55 or close to it. So De Anza is unique in that way. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So most parks would want to, that would be a family park because it's, uh, they're younger, but as long as they're 18 years of age or older, and there's an occupant at least 40 years old or older in the home, it's okay. What are some unique features of the park? I did oh. one in there. The clubhouse is amazing. It's oh. one of the unique features of that park, of course, is location. It speaks for itself. It's at the end of Delaware behind a gated electronic gate and you meander through this beautiful park and then there's the ocean. So it's, they're all, they're not all oceanfront, but it's an oceanfront community. So the location speaks for itself. The amenities of the park are like none other mobile home park in Santa Cruz. And by the way, there's 101 in Santa Cruz County. So you have an oceanfront year round heated swimming pool that is heated as warm as a bathtub every day of the year a jacuzzi, outdoor kitchen, a huge clubhouse with an oceanfront kitchen that is free to any owner in the park. They just need to put themselves on a calendar and they can reserve it at no cost. If you have book club one night or you have a family birthday party, I mean, to be in this huge clubhouse that's cleaned and it's maintained by the park, there's chairs and tables and there's a kitchen to use at no cost is really nice. Plus there's a workout facility there. And are they letting you use that right now or is that all closed up? No, it's available to the owners, not the clubhouse, but just the pool. And I think just the pool and jacuzzi are available to the owners of the park, but no additional family members or guests or anything. What do you see for 2021? I mean, with COVID and you do have older people trying to think about moving, buying or selling. What, what are you seeing? in terms? Of yeah. So in 2020, I had 21 sales in that park which is unheard of. I attribute that to, well, we had our fires here in Santa Cruz, which were devastating to so many people. So a lot of people were looking for homes. So they either rented if there was a vacancy, like a vacant listing, or they purchased in the park for the time being, because it was so hard to find a rental. And then so many people are working from home now that they want to have a nice home and a nice area to live in. So that really helped my sales in that park. And I think also our price of homes and how much our rents are here in Santa Cruz, like I mentioned previous, have attributed to that. I foresee in 2021, a very strong year in that park. I have a, just talked to a client today. I've got his coming on in a few months. I've probably got about a half a dozen looming right now that they're getting them ready and they're 
either parents who need to move out or they need to move on or something. And so I have some sales listings coming up in that park right now. I have one, another agent has another, which is really unusual. Last year in March, I had 12 listings and it, and then COVID hit. So it was just kind of just slow for a while. It was just like idle. And then uh, about a month and a half, two months later, well, they started moving. And by September, October, I think I was down to two listings. Yeah. It was a busy year. Yeah. It's an amazing, beautiful community. The people are wonderful. I can sell there easily because I truly love it. I really love the people. Have and you ever one that you want to move into? Like, you know what? I think I could do this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do. But I don't really want to pay that space rent really. But um, I was actually, I know there was one, I had a dream about one actually it was, it was a uh, number 200 and I had a dream that the park gave it to me and I, it was my little beach home, but that was really just a dream. So I just think it'd be so nice to have a little place. I think you told them they should give you one, didn't you, after that? I did. Yeah, we actually talked. I went, just give me, well, I go, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. But I just want to have to pay space rent. They go, yeah, that doesn't work that way. So I just kind of thought, well, maybe because I sold somebody in that park, they might make an exception for me, but they didn't. <laughs> maybe they will. But I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else you can think of when you think about the park that you want people to know? Because you'll be able to use this recording to talk about the park and make sure that they have the information. I mean, it might be a great time saver for you too. Is Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. I know that there's different rents in different areas, different kind of, it's like zoned. Mm-hmm. Don't make that much sense to me. Some of them have fairly decent views and their rent is not as high and some, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Really in a nutshell, the, the space rents are dictated by pretty much their proximity to the ocean. So most of the homes that are facing Delaware, for example, with no views, run about $2,300, $2,400 a month. As you skirt the side of the park, you might have a view of National Bridges or a teeny peak or Long's Marine Lab. You're not sandwiched in the middle of the park. Then the rents go up to about $3,000. On the lagoon, they're about $3,500, $3,600. Oceanfront, $4,700 a month. Wow. So yeah, so it's really just proximity to the ocean and views. I sold five oceanfront homes alone last year in the park, and that's $4,700 a month they pay. My clients love it. They are so happy. Wow. So I tell people it's not a place you really purchase for investment purposes to make money. It's a lifestyle. So if you, a time in your life, you want to just like, I don't care. I want to live near the ocean. I want to live near the beach. And then Deanza is a great, great choice because it's a lifestyle and the community, the people are wonderful. I know so many people in there and they're happy and it's a safe park and it's on the West side and the amenities speak for itself. Yeah. I just think if you want to live, have ocean living, you know, Santa Cruz, we have our beaches. And if you want to be live independently in an independent home, not be in a condo that has a view like that, or in a, a large home that many people can't afford, then Deanza is an alternative. Yeah. It's also the maintenance too. There's a little bit less maintenance. A lot less maintenance. And the park does maintain the common areas, of course, and then the, the clubhouse and all that. So you basically just maintain your home and enjoy that lifestyle. And, you know, like I say, it's easy for me to sell in that park because I really, really love it. And when I first took my, I wanted to say, when I first took my listing in there, probably 10, 12 years ago, the gentleman called me, I don't know where he got my name from. 
And he said, hey, I want you to, would you come list my home? I was like, oh God, I don't, I don't want to sell in that park. And I was like, I, I, I'll be wasting my time. So he was so nice. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll meet you. So I went and met him and it was number, I remember it was number 49 and it needed a lot of work, but he was a really nice gentleman. And I listed it. I think I sold it for 30 or $35,000 and the person that bought it, they put in near 400,000, probably 350 to 375 in upgrades. They kept the home, but they just completely upgraded. It was gorgeous when they were done and they lived there for years. They knew that they weren't going to get their money out or most of it, but that it, when they sold it, it ended up selling for 367,000. So they didn't do too bad. So people want that ocean front living. They want that coastal lifestyle. It's not for everybody. It's a, a unique community. Right. Yeah. I mean, are there parts that you can kind of feel like you live privately there? Like, do you, or do you always feel like you have neighbors or? No, it's pretty private. I mean, people are respectful. They pretty much keep to themselves. And I always tell my clients, you can get in, in a normal world, not the COVID world, but you can get as involved in that community as you want, or you can sit back and just do your own thing. They do have a quarterly brochure they send out and there's Cinco de Mayo barbecue, there's a Thanksgiving dinner, there's cards on this night or there's yoga this night. And there's a lot of activities. So you can be, you can participate, but if you don't want to, it's okay too. That's kind of cool. They put on activities. Yeah, it's really cool. And the park manager lives there on site. Um, they have a maintenance guy runs around they just redid the lagoon. They had, there was some work that needed to be done. So they, the park pays for that. They took care of that. The park maintains all the driveways, all the roads, the electronic gate, basically you have to maintain your home and your existing yard. And yeah. it's pretty nice. I was just in the last podcast with Greg, when we were talking about Keith, it's one of my first mobile home showings. I was standing on the deck and trying to open the door and drop the key down the deck. And you know, it was completely enclosed. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I've had that story too. And it was that in De Anza? No, it was on the 30th. 30th. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you couldn't get in house. I've got a good story. It was number 151. My clients were super excited to move in. I sold this house, their house in Midtown. They bought this beautiful oceanfront new home in De Anza. Amazing location. And I had it clean that day. I had a cleaner come through and I was excited to meet my client after work. She after work, I did give her keys. Well, we went to get the key of the lockbox and the lockbox, the key wasn't in the lockbox. So I called the cleaner. Where's the key? She goes, well, I put it on the counter in the kitchen. I locked the door. I'm like, no, no. So I'm like, the window was open just a tad. So I just hooked myself up and climbed to the window and, you know, I had to get her in. So anyway, that's kind of a fun little story, but yeah, we all have. And then now as agents, and we have to not only juggle our phones, conversation, our listing paperwork. Now we have to juggle our masks and all the other stuff that we've got going on. So, yeah, we it's if we lose, if we drop a key or we something always happens. So, one of my first listings was a mobile home, and they moved out. They moved it to their next house that I sold them, and they took everything: the light bulbs, the toilet paper. Oh my God. I mean, they just took everything, everything. and they were like in Boulder Creek. And I'm like, drive down here and it, you have to bring the light bulbs back. Yeah. Yeah. And one after that, I previewed the property with the seller, close family friend and everything looked great. You know, I wasn't really kind of catching anything wrong. 
And I took the listing and I was going to do, I think I did broker tour or open house. Well, turns out the cat had peed on every single piece of furniture in that whole house. I mean, we pulled the, I know we pulled the, the couch back from like the wall. It was kind of, it had enough room and she was older. She could, it was just like sprayed on there, like graffiti. It was, and then I had to sit there because I, I, you know, I advertised the open house. So I had to sit in it. It was <laughs> oh God. I know. I think all of us realtors, you know, it's, it's not a glamorous job. And the thing, sometimes things we have to do is just, it's not very glamorous, but I love what I do. I love selling Indians. And you know what? It really is my calling. It, yeah. Well, it kind of is. I never thought it would be, but my company, Cobble Banker, gave me a banner called Miss Delaware. So they kind of nicknamed me Miss Delaware. And you know what? I'm proud to say that. In fact, at Christmas time this year, I went driving through at night. It was just when it got dark. And I was so glad I did. It was so beautiful. It was all lit up with white lights. All the trees had white lights. It was gorgeous. And the mobile homes were cutely decorated. And it was just super, super sweet community. And a lot of people, some people don't know it exists. People out of town don't know exist. And, you know, so when they, I'll send them a, I have a drone video of it. I send them the drone video. They're like, oh my God, that is amazing. So once they can justify and digest the rents, then they're like, okay, well, then that makes sense. You know, if you live in Santa Cruz, it's, you know, that close to ocean is going to cost a little bit of money. So. You do the math in Santa Cruz. I think mm-hmm. that tanks a lot. Funny stories, goofy stories, goofy buyers, sellers. For me, yeah. In the park, any funny situations? Well, the fun. Well, it was kind of weird. I had to go crawling through the lady's window. We had some little hiccups with some boundary line adjustments, and people were like, "No, this is my space. This is my space." Um, not too much. And I, you know, I not. It's pretty I, smooth people there because I've, I've overheard some of your conversations and you don't have to elaborate but I've, I've heard some conversations I'm like oh boy <laughs> yeah I get a lot of phone calls a lot of calls and it sometimes it can be overwhelming how many times my phone rings or how many emails I get on a daily basis that people are really excited I had a call like I said an hour ago the guy goes you know I want to buy it I go, now look, you got to know what the space is like, well, what's that? And then I thought I was buying it. You have to pay us, you know, so people that are not used to lease land parks don't understand that concept. Three kinds of mobile home parks and a lease land is, is one park and that's the answer. I have repeat clients in there. I've sold one four times over the course of the years. And I have some really special people that live in that park that I really, really care about. I'm trying to think any specific stories that would be my crawling through the window wasn't very glamorous, but it was fun. And, and I kind of go through there and I always see people I know. I always am running into people. I mean, cause that's, I just have sold so many there. So. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Now, but you know what? I, my wheels started spinning there and I, I know you'll probably go on for a while, but at some point you're going to have to train a protege. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Willie? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm good for right now. I'm still good in that park. I've been selling there for probably 12 years now. So I can handle the the volume. I mean, there's times where I have five or six going at the same time, but I know the park management really well. I know the park rules and regulations, so I can just rattle off things so quickly. And, you know, there's other agents that sell in that park as well. 
but I just, I do it. It's easy for me and I enjoy it. And like I say, it's kind of my meat potatoes. It pays, helps pay for my kids' tuitions for college. <laughs> and not to mention that park brings me other business. So I, one good story is I was showing a very nice couple from Danville, one of the oceanfront homes. And they were crazy. They liked it. They liked the location, but they said, well, gosh, we kind of want something different. And they pointed over to Westcliff Drive and they said, do you sell homes on Westcliff Drive by any chance? I go, yeah, I do. I sell homes on Westcliff Drive. So I showed them some homes. And I sold them a condo on Westcliff, a real beautiful you know, condo for one and a half million dollars. So it does lead to other business and or their children or need to buy a house or sell or something. So one family I've sold three homes for in that park. And, and so it, it leads to other business and I can do it pretty much with my eyes closed. I always say, but I really enjoy it. That's really cool. I was just thinking back. I think I had uh, nine escrows going at one time last year, which is my, <laughs> and very scary. It's like, that's a lot. It's always running. You sleep, but you're running in your sleep. Yeah. 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 Nine mobile homes for you is probably fine, but I had septics and I had condos and HOAs and right. You no, know, I mean, and right. I, one of them was different. I had one that was kind of on a, a hilltop. So we had to talk to somebody about a road, you know what I mean? And just like, yes. you're just yeah. right. Conditions. And, and it felt kind of soothing to just have a lay of the land and know everything about it. You know, that's so true because like they're all in sewer that's connected. There's not, you don't have the water conservation. It doesn't apply to mobile home parks. You don't have the sewer lateral in a mobile home park. So it's very simple and there are park rules and regulations. And there's also buyers have to go through a park approval process, which is can take as much as, as short as two hours, or it can take a few days. Depends on how quickly a buyer can get their information to the park management. But it's like you said, you're not dealing with any hillsides, septics, sewer lateral, any of that. So it doesn't take as much time. You don't make as much money. So I charge a flat fee for my the lower end mobile homes because I have to make some money and I have to pay a buyer's agent for their hard work as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was really informative. Yeah. I think that park is, you know, once I sold one in there, I actually sold one in there and spent yeah. time there. I was just really blown over. Of course, it was during a time of the year that I was never there on a sunny day. So I didn't yeah. see it in its glory. I remember the one you sold. I, it was beautiful. Great though. It was so great. I think even yeah. the pictures are great. We tried to, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I remember that when I sold it after when yeah. I, I sold again. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, um, you know, there's different views and there's different, just unique park. But once people go through it or they read about it or they see the proximity, they like, they get interested. If they yeah. want to it. I think we're really lucky to have you though. I, I, there was another realtor that worked in there. I will not name her who was just kind of a nutty person. I think we're lucky to have you representing that park. The park does not know what they have with you at all. <laughs> because yeah. the thing is, you're very honest and you're not selling people on something that isn't true. And then they get in there and they make everybody miserable for it, right? Right, right. The management, you're very right. honest and upfront with them. They know everything going in that makes them a better neighbor. You, they should call it Pam's house or Pam's community because you're kind of building. <laughs> I've had so many people go, Pam, do you live here? Do you live here in the park? Don't you? Where do you live? And I go, No, I actually don't, but I should. But and every time I sell one, I think well, you say, Yeah, I live over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always that's when I thought to the park, I told the park, I thought I should just I should just live here. I, I do love it. I do. It's it's very sweet. 
but I, I live not too far from there. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're so involved. It might be better that you don't live there to be honest. Yeah. You yeah. That it would probably be a little much. Yeah. It's very sweet. And I have some of my dear, dear clients live in that park. So I really love it. I truly love it. Or I wouldn't be selling in there. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. well, I really appreciate you coming on and helping me get this yeah. going. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for listening. If you want to talk more, find me on livethesantacruzlife.com, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or give me a call. My number's in the show notes. Love to hear from you.